Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. Welcome back, everybody. Um, it's it's it feels I don't know. I'm, I've been really looking forward to my time with you today, Mel, uh, for many reasons. One, because I've been buried in children and duties and <laughs> things that are not like feeling like my myself. So I was excited to have this like Tanya, Tanya gets to be Tanya Ryan time kind of thing. Um, instead of like mom slash wife slash housekeeper slash whatever. Dishcloth. Um, basically, right? Yes. We end up being a dishcloth many times. Oh uh, yeah. And a spit up blanket and oh my gosh, so many things. But, um, but yeah, I've been so looking forward to this and I'm so excited to like, I, I kind of want to, I don't know, we sort of briefly touched on it, I guess. I'd love to like kind of recap just a little bit, I guess, over what what you've been doing this summer. Maybe we even could like talk a little bit about what we want to do with the podcast this year. Um, But I know we were going to talk about the solstice, right? It's it's the soul, it's equinox, equinox. Equinox, yeah. (laughs) It's not called the solstice when it's, when it, there's two that are solstices and one and two that are equinoxes. So we're going to talk a bit about the September equinox. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. I have a question for you. Uh, tell me a little bit, I guess, about how your summer went and I don't know, just anything that sort of stands out. Mm. You know, this summer, it stood out to me a lot that we didn't do a whole lot. And that's the last two summers because I am completely burnt out of being in my masculine and planning. And my partner isn't really a planner. So we mostly stayed close to home. And I tried to do as little in-person work as possible through the summertime. I really just wanted to do the behind the scenes stuff and and take my time and not have a schedule. So that's, I think, uh, it was my uprising against the schedule was the summer of 2022. (laughs) Uh, what else did I do? Gosh, a a rise against the routine, a rise against the routine, but then come back in September and I'm like, hell yeah, give me a routine. I, I, even towards the end of August, I started initiating, um, I'd been doing yoga the whole summer. There was a really good pass. Like if you are, you know, you can't afford yoga, go to yoga in the summertime because every studio always has a really smoking deal on their pass. And this particular studio here was $75. It ended up being because you got a $15 gift certificate to some like a coffee place or the Westwood or whatever. So that's really, really inexpensive yoga. And so I spent my summer doing a lot of yoga and Um, then when that was winding down, I initiated the 5,000 steps before 930 rule for myself, because when I'm working and I'm sitting, I've also got that voice in the back of my head. I'm not doing enough, you know? So even though I'm doing, even though I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, it's still like, oh, you're not moving your body because we nowadays we know so much oh you need to do this you need to do that and it's just like at no point in time are we ever guilt-free so I thought if I could get that out of the way and then like you know get your other 5,000 steps kind of laced in throughout the day that would at least let me sink into my work instead of me sitting there kind of half focused on my work and half being like I shouldn't be here so that's where I'm at is I'm trying to get a body movement in early and then work in and production later. What about you? You had a big, big 
summer of birthing and creating and <laughs> yeah, liter- literally. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I had a rise against the routine this summer too, as far as just, um, I mean, uh, trying to discover a routine, but like with an infant being so little, the routine shifts so much that you really mm-hmm. just have to like, um, it was more like settling into his rhythm and, uh, Cashton's rhythm and just sort of trying to find some sort of like little beats of peace within that. So yeah, I think I, I think I've told myself, I just got to hold on till October. My son will be six months in October. And I'm like, then maybe things can sort of, I don't know. I just, I'm like, easefulness will occur at the end of October. I don't know why that's what I decided, but that's what I decided. So in the meantime, I'm kind of like just gripping the holy shit handles and just like, okay, <laughs> let's go. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, I definitely did not get to go to yoga. <laughs> and uh, um, But we did a lot of camping this, this summer and um I don't know. I feel like I've had like a lot of opportunity to just sort of like think, think things because I mean, I've been like also awake more of the hours of the day and the night because of again, a baby. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and I kind of have this rule. So when my son wakes up in the middle of the night, I have like a no screens rule because I don't want to wake myself up. I struggle with insomnia and, um, and so I don't want to wake myself up. So I, I won't go on my phone. So either I'll just sit in the dark and be quiet, which is for sometimes it's quite a long time. Um, and so it gives me a lot of time to think or something to listen to a podcast or audio book or whatever. Um, so I have listened to some really cool books. Uh, I know Will Smith is like kind of a controversial topic right now, but his book will was such a therapeutic read for me. Yeah. Um, it just had such cool, I will read it again for sure. Cause I was reading it while I was like, or listening to it while I was half asleep, um, in the wee hours of the morning, but he just had like such profound statements. So one of them I'll share just cause I think it was just really moving for me, um, was this, uh, this idea that, um, he, he talked about like how he had made some mistakes or he, whatever, he misstepped in his career or who, who knows what it was, but he just made some mistakes. And, and he's like, you know, looking back, I would have done this or I would have done that. And he's like, but that, but that's the whole point of life is to make the mistake. Like if I had known how not to make the mistake, I would have never made the mistake. The only reason I know how to fix the mistake is because I made the mistake. So kind of, it kind of emphasized that, that emphasized that age old adage of like, it's not the mistake. It's the lesson learned. Or as long as you're getting something from the mistake, then it wasn't in vain, like all that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But he just kind of phrased it in this, this way where he's like, that's the whole point of life, you know, is to experience is to make a mistake is to learn. Like you were, you were here for that. And it, it kind of, I guess made me have a lot more space for self forgiveness because I make a mistake and I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, why did I do that? And it becomes this whole like, you know, tearing myself down because how could I be so stupid kind of thing when really, if I can reframe it and go, well, yeah, that's the point. Like you made a mistake. Now you know the answer because you didn't know the answer. Now you know the answer and now you cannot not make that mistake again. So let's like, yeah, it was just such a just such a like kind of a profound moment and then he had some really interesting things to say that I needed to hear as like someone who worked in the entertainment industry um he had some interesting things to say in regards to his experience through that that also gave me some different ways to look at my experience in the 
entertainment industry and again holds a little bit more space for what I did, what I didn't do, because um, I have I've grappled with that a lot since yeah. that kind of chapter has whatever been put on pause or closed. I'm not really sure yet, but um, it's just trilogy just, coming. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> the sequel. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, um, but yeah, but it's been it's been. I, I just feel like I guess I'm in this um, you know branch of my life where I'm I'm really just it's definitely a transformation period and I'm nothing right now, which Mm. is like, because I'm not really me and I'm not really a mom and I'm like, I am, but I'm not, I don't know. I just like, I can't, (laughs) I'm putting on all these different skins and being like, what fits and how do I like, it's like I'm tailoring this whole new outfit for myself. So I feel very naked. So half the time I'm, you know, embarrassed and vulnerable and, uh, so yeah, anyway, so I'm working on my, my new outfit and trying to make it, with all these different pieces of who I want to be and who I need to be and make the, it's like the coat of many colors, I guess, like just trying to yeah. put it all together. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, but mostly, mostly my summer has been sleep deprivation and spit up and a lot of diapers. That's like the, <laughs> the real, <laughs> the reality of it all. <laughs> oh, it sounds Perfect. You actually tied in really nicely to what I kind of wanted to talk about with the autumn equinox. Um, the the autumn equinox. So I, I always used to. You you know this about me. My brain doesn't hold specifics. Like, and I understand. I know, but it doesn't hold specifics. So I used to when I first wanted to um, really honor and treasure these aspects of myself and go into ceremony and start ritual. I used to like pick up every book or like Google everything and make sure I was doing it right. You know, who said, like whoever said, here's the book of truth and this is right. And like, you know, like what you were saying about Will is like, how do we know unless we experience it for ourselves? It doesn't ever fully integrate into ourselves. So I always just look to nature as the, the, the symbolism that it is. And yesterday I was looking out my window and there, uh, I have this beautiful mountain ash in the front yard and it gets these gorgeous, like deep orange kind of ready berries and the birds come through and, and it, it's full. Like, um, it looks like a, a mother about to give birth. Everything is heavy. Every branch is heavy. And then all of a sudden the birds come through and like in a huge swarm, they come through and the berries are gone. They're picked through. But what happens is after they eat those berries, the seeds then get dispersed and they're swallowed up again by the earth. And I was like, wow, we spend our whole lives, like what you said, like, I don't know who I am. I've been all these things. I want to be all these things. It's like, how do I become the whole, like the wholeness, the, the, the true version of myself and embrace all of who I am is that we spend our, our lives trying to be the tree. And then we spend our lives changing our leaves all the time. And then what ends up happening is that we get devoured by the earth. And the earth is like, to me, the backdrop of awareness of self or or our complete and total consciousness that it is always here to hold space for us. And it is always here as the backdrop of who we are. It remains unchanged, no matter how many coats of different colors that we put on, that 
we can go out. We can be a tree that fails to thrive. We can be a tree that loses half its branches getting hit by lightning and will still be consumed by the earth and, and return again. So that was a really interesting um, symbolism for me. And it made me think of how many times I've sat at a table that made me what I believed made me, and I'm saying this in air quotes, with people that I felt like made me um, sever aspects of myself or sever pieces of myself in order to fit in. So, and then I see this table and me sitting at it with all these versions of me sitting on the outside of the table, not, not allowed to eat at the table. And I think that the autumn equinox is a time where we should create a table and invite all aspects of ourselves to that table. And that was what we did in the priestess path last night. So that was really fun. My autumn equinox experience. My, my autumn equinox, I mean, well, this year, very humble, but I have um, made it a bit more of a, um, like a bit more ceremonial in the past, but I, mine, well, yeah, like I said, it's, it's by contrast, it just looks we're like here, we're here for the, we're here for the basics. This is okay, the- yeah. I'm like, uh, it's pretty, pretty, like pretty basic, but, uh, I make a, I guess it has a name. I just learned, but I haven't Googled it. So I gotta like, but my friend said they're called a, a besom or besom. B-E-S-U-M. Let's, let's Google it after. Yeah. Um, anyways, it basically, it's like a, like a witch's broom or that's what it looks like when it's done. And, uh, so I go out and forage because fall is the the best time if you're going to go and, uh, you know, uh, take things from nature, right. uh, it's time to do it without, uh, causing nature any harm. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you go out because everything is kind of, uh, it's gone to seed. It's, it's been able to kind of like live its life cycle. And so you go out and you forage for, and you, you kind of go into certain, like, I, this is how I do it anyways, is go to what calls to you. So if it's like that branch, then take that branch. If it's like, um, we have like a, a type of sage that's grown, that grows up here and it grows quite fruitfully so sage great you can have that um anyways you just kind of go and you collect and that becomes the like fluffy part of your broom so you get a big stick and then this all gather all this stuff and then um when you're assembling this this broom you create intentions and so often uh because the theme of my brooms are around often around like a home like creating home or environment or whatever so I'll probably do like health and protection and um joy or peace or whatever so I think of like what do I want in my home well I want my home Mm. to feel safe I want my home to be um healthy I want my home to feel easeful um and and how how do you know that what you're picking supports that no, that's, so that's what you would write on a ribbon that you put inside. Mm. So you intentionalize. And it doesn't have to be a ribbon. I use a ribbon, but you could put paper, whatever. So you just pick what calls to you. And that's you trusting that you are creating something that is supporting your needs. And I bet you, if you did look up all of the various herbs, like so yeah. sage, for instance, is protection. So In the book of truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look it so up in the book of truth and tells you. <laughs> yeah there well not well, yeah book of truth but there was like you can kind of look up things and they sure. all have properties like your various herbs and earthly you know foraging it all has properties it's and so definite energy 
Yeah. Um, so anyways, you assemble this, you put your intentions in, um, again, and, and I put mine in physically by writing them, but you can put them in energetically. That's, it's like a lovely self guided process and then wrap it with like ribbon or twine. You can make it as pretty as you want, as basic as you want, whatever you want. So then you're done. Um, I usually charge mine with um, energy slash Reiki or whatever you want to, uh, whatever verbiage suits you best. And then uh, traditionally they're hung over a doorway and they're oh, meant cool. to this as far as like, kind of like, I joke that it's the, the house's bouncer. So it's like, must be this hide, ride the ride. Like, it's kind of like, you must abide by all of the guidelines that the broom has set for the intentions of this home. And it's, it's protection oriented. Anything in your doorway is protection oriented. And so you put it over your door, the door frame. So, and then well, they, don't they do money spells at the doorways too? Uh, you can, yeah, you can do money spell anywhere. There's, yeah. there's, uh, I haven't done a, a doorway money spell, but yes, people will blow like cinnamon. Come on in, door. money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Fill my pockets. Make me feel free. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, so that's like the, and then I would do that in theory every fall. I didn't do it last fall, but it was very intentional because I looked at the broom above my doorway and I was like, oh. I love that broom and yes. I don't want to take it down and I don't want to take it apart. Like I just, it, to me, it just looks so pretty and I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And so this year I was like, I, I still left my broom cause I still love it. Yeah. And so uh, this year I left it, but I have a new doorway to put a broom up. So I did go on forage and get my, and get my stuff. And so that's yeah. really cool. I, maybe I'll post a reel or something of me doing this thing. And, yeah. uh, and, and then, I want to see you foraging too. Oh yeah. And I do, I do have a video of me foraging. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm so prepared. I went out with a friend and we foraged together and I was like, just in case we want social media content, I took video of her. She took video of me. Awesome. It was, it was really good. Um, but yeah, that's like, that's one of my equinox. And then, um, part of my personal equinox celebration is turning over my home, like decor slash what's in my home and shifting it around so it feels more like fall winter like so it's not it's kind of like it's just a different energy so I move I move things around in my house and and it, to me it feels more warm like it's more because yeah. in the summer we want it cool open and free and then in the winter I want more comfort more mm-hmm. warmth so then I kind of do that sort of thing so yeah, every time I come to your house, it's different. <laughs> every time. And I used to be like that. Uh, this house in particular, our furniture is too large, so it's hard to move around. But um, at my old house, I used to shift things all the time. And then just recently, I had seen something about the energy of leaving things in place means that you are stagnant or stuck in life. And I was like, oh, damn, I feel called out. And it was a real call out for me because I was so focused on completing and doing that I wasn't really paying attention to how I was living or what I was living in or the joy that it brings me. I was like, well, like, like you with your broom, I like it. I love it. It's not just a broom though. It's like the whole house for me. So, and and it is almost a fear of moving things. And it's like, why would I fear moving my furniture? I could still move it back. Like that, that just really 
um, highlighted the state of being for me that I was in. And so now I am like moving things, smaller things, not the larger things, but I am working towards recreating. And it's like awakening that sacral chakra of joy and spontaneity and um, just being, being present. I think it's like, it must be such a balance in that regard because there's something to also be said about something staying in a, in a spot or whatever. Um, there's like, there's a reliability to that. There's a structure to that. And, and I feel like there's nothing inherently wrong with having a structure, but I think evaluating more like what you just said, where it's like, but, but why is that mm-hmm. staying there? So is it a reflection like, of me? Yeah. Right. It's like, is that there for reliability or is that there <laughs> because I'm scared to move it? Like, it, you know, kind of a sort of a thing. And, um, actually it's funny you say that's so why I did. I moved my couch. I think you were here since I did that. And, and probably anyways, people comment and they're like, Oh, you moved the couch, which I find funny. Cause I'm like, I find it funny people notice, I guess. I don't know. Cause I just do it. Cause I'm like, yeah, it just feels good. I just want to move shit. I don't know. Anyways. Um, and so, uh, I moved it and here, but I almost had a fear around moving it as far as just going like, well, I can't put my couch there, which just won't work. It just won't work. And I was like, well, if it doesn't work, it won't work. Just put it there and see what happens. And I was like, yeah, yeah okay. Play. It's like a whole inner conversation I'm having. And it's just funny. And then I put it there. I was like, we should have had the couch there the whole time. It's so great. <laughs> it's funny like we get so stuck in our ways and that's like even my family we all I said to my partner the other day um I was like I'm gonna start eating my dinner in your chair and he was like no and I was like no not like oust you but I think we've become so rigid and it's like why does everyone have a seat why must we sit in the same spots and it's like and, and how many areas of our life are we also experiencing that or projecting that rigidity is like the, his chair is not going to make my meal taste any different, but we're just, we get caught. And this is like the looping cycle of our programming showing up in, oh, this is where the dad sits. This is where the mom sits. And this is where the kids sit. And to undo your programming, you really have to look at all the subtle ways like that, that it shows up and even just a simple couch move forgetting to play or like let me blow let me blow some minds here by proposing that you know if you're listening to this and you you share a home with a partner uh to switch sides of the bed (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh my god that's like that's a major one right like even when we travel um because well we my partner snores you never heard anything quite so loud. So we don't share a bed (laughs) unless we are traveling. And then I have earplugs in, but he has his side of the bed and I have my side of the bed and thank God they're opposites (laughs) because like if I were to go over to his, he has a meltdown. I don't really notice so much, but yeah, it is like sides of the bed were huge. Yeah, isn't that funny? Even sinks, if you have a double sink in your bathroom, this is my sink, this is their sink. Yeah, Yeah. everything is assigned. Yeah, there's there's definitely I I I mean some of it's practicality. If you have bedside tables and you know one person shits, but but I will 
uh, well, at the moment, our sleeping arrangements are kind of like messy because we have kids <laughs> and stuff. But when my partner and I share a bed, uh, I will like routinely like swap us around. And is he open? Oh yeah, which is cool, right? Because yeah. some people aren't, and so yeah. uh, I'll be like, "It's time. We must, we must swap." Or like, uh, really early in a relationship, it was like there was no sides. There was just you know, wherever the person fell asleep was their side that night. And but it was funny because I told someone this. I didn't know this was that like riveting, but I told someone this, and they were like, "I could never." And I was like, "Oh, I did not realize this was that." Wow. <laughs> but it's and it's fascinating to me because I'm very rigid and stuck or whatever in a lot of other ways and then but anyways maybe that's the balance though is I'm rigid and stuck over here so I got to be flexible and mutable over there kind of a thing I don't know anyways but that's just whatever it's just fun it doesn't have to it doesn't it doesn't all have to be um uh just symbolic on some sort of spiritual level sometimes it's just <laughs> It's just, just is what it is sometimes. Just, yeah, the unconscious, just this is where I go. This is what I do. That's, yeah. yeah. This is the rhythm of my song. <laughs> mm. Would you, I just had an idea. Idea Would, would you want to, so I also want to talk about, but I think we should save it for an, another episode mm-hmm. where we're going to go with the podcast this month but I thought it might be nice to close off our call with an autumn equinox sort of guided journey and would you like to freestyle with me you open or I open and one of us closes okay so we're doing like kind of like a meditation type of yeah. thing yeah yeah okay, yeah but I, you might need to start it. Okay. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what my <laughs> capacity is for operating. Uh, I know. So sure, go. Yeah. And then you're, are you just going to like give me the finger guns when it's my turn to go or what's happening? Here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll go okay. into a, sp- a pause, an intentional pause, and I'll finger gun you. <laughs> okay. Okay. And okay. Got okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, before, okay, before we do this, because can we end the call with this? I want to ask you one question, but like, yeah. I like this idea. Let's come back to it. So I want to ask, is there anything that you're really looking forward to talking about during the season's podcast or any guests that you want to have on or that kind of thing? Is there anything that you're geared up about? I think what I want to talk about most is just like the highs and lows of being a spiritual entrepreneur, a solo entrepreneur at the most is because I think when we're a spiritual entrepreneur, why? Because we desire connection. But then when you become a solo entrepreneur, you end up being isolated from everything when you're kind of in your work zone genius. And then, you know, like, so there's a a lot of paradoxes that happen and even just commitment level. Like I I think I'd like to speak a lot uh, this season on commitment, on what that looks like. And, and if it is just like recycling um, a program or something that has been successful in the past, but you feel like you've outgrown it is like, are you actually just refusing to go deeper into it or you refusing to evolve it you know like I I know you probably noticed that I change a lot of my programs and I haven't before it was like I'm doing this I'm doing this I'm doing this and then in the last two or so years I've stuck to my like my big three and 
when I did that is when magic started to happen. And so I want to share a little bit of that with everybody else is like, we tend to give up on ourselves right at the precipice of when it's about to take off is because we can't, we it's, it's like our bodies can energetically sense, Oh, this is about to shift. You're about to move into a place that I'm not familiar with. It feels like it's going to fail. We should stop it right now. <laughs> it's like, close it up. So that's kind of where I'd like to go. I think I'd like to really focus on um, commitment to self and commitment to um, the service, however that looks, but Mostly commitment is is what I desire to talk about. What is your vision for this this season of our podcast? Well, I'm, I'm so excited because I have so many things that I want to talk about. But astrology for sure, because mm. that's been just like a big journey for me the last well year and some, two years maybe. I'd like to learn more about that too. So I'm here for it. Oh, so fun and just mm. endless like endless, but anyways, yeah. uh, so I'd love to do some astrology stuff. I would also love to talk about, um, and I think this is a, it's a great dynamic between you and I, as far as talking about business and stuff, because I'm in kind of like a weird place where, um, running a business is like, I have to figure out how to do that, mm. like how to do that and do what is like required of me to raise little children. Yeah. And so I definitely want to discuss um, the transition between the maiden journey to the mother journey. Like I get like in depth on that because I have had a lot of um, really interesting, like dare I say profound downloads about this journey and, and like not just the symbolism, I guess to it, but the actual, like, like the, what it means to actually integrate the qualities of the mother and what that looks like and how, um, I feel like it gets kind of lost sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like we can, as like women, we can almost misstep and kind of misunderstand what the role of mother truly ought to look like for our own, like for ourselves, as opposed to what society yeah. has told us what the mother looks like kind of a thing. Um, so I'd love to talk about that. And then I always want to talk about tarot. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> having Jillian guest, uh, last year. So I'd probably ask her again this year, but I might try to get her at different times of year. Cause last year, I think I talked to her, uh, for Samhain and Yule. And yeah. so maybe it would be like, I'd get her on for like Ostara and I can't think of the summer festival right now. The name escapes me anyways, but maybe like around kind of summer solstice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's near summer solstice and it, the name is gone. It's just me not too. So, uh, but yeah, I would love to, I'd love to have her come and talk. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, and, and then I mean, I have also been kind of like diving into like witchery and witchcraft and like more unapologetically, I guess. And I've also been noticing how that has like, again, created itself in my life because it's, it has to fit around what I do right now which doesn't necessarily mean I'm out at the full moon with all of my many herbs and spices and things and yeah. and candles and making this beautiful ritual sometimes my witchcraft is very simple and I actually teased my friend today who was very helpful because she helped me with my 
broken washing machine and she did a load of laundry for me and she got out this grease stain that I just like couldn't and I teased her I was like this is witchcraft this is witchcraft like so I also want to redefine I know who you're talking about I know I know who you're talking about just because I was like I know who could do laundry like that (laughs) she she also made me cookies that are also witchcraft like I was just like so to me I also want to like redefine what witchcraft means to people because mm. I think you know it is like kind of glamour or like maybe it's like Instagram witchcraft I don't know but yeah. it's just like yes and that's a part of it but there's so much like there's just like like I enchant my eggs like it's just silly like right it, or it sounds silly but I but to me that's that's magic like that's yeah. the it's the everyday little things like I make soups those are all all created with witchcraft like it's it doesn't have to be what Instagram makes it seem like, I guess, is what I'd love to kind of share with people. So if someone's yeah. like interested in exploring witchcraft, but they don't feel like they can buy 20 books and they don't have and, two other people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, right. Yeah. Or, you know, there is um in, uh, in the study of consciousness through the practice of yoga nidra, they talk about the householders flow. And it sounds like the householders witchcraft is basically like, this is my everyday. This is how I live my life. This is how I honor things that are sacred to me. And it is just a being of service to the magic that exists in everyday life. It's called a hearth witch in my, hearth uh, witch. in my oh, book. Yeah. Nice. So like, like a, a green witch grows things like, you know, mm. plants and, and then there's a hearth witch and that's like a witch of the home. Mm-hmm. And, um, Anyways, so, but, but I'll do an episode anyways. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Let's do your, let's do your thing okay. and then we'll close off today. And then we will, uh, so, uh, also warn, warn everybody ahead of time. Mel and I will get together as often as we can. Yeah. Uh, I am just struggling with childcare. So sometimes my hours of availability don't complement Mel's schedule. Uh, like our, our schedules conflict. Sorry, that wasn't supposed to sound like me putting that on Mel. Uh, oh. Our schedules <laughs> don't always line up. So we're going to try and get on together as much as we can. Um, but we might have to be doing some separate episodes a little mm-hmm. bit this season too, at least until I find childcare for my other my other my other baby grows up yeah 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 so okay. we'll we'll try to do as much as we can in as many episodes in this setting as we can but we do intend to show up for you guys regularly it is in our hearts to be of service and um we love like me and Tanya were just chatting before we pressed record of um one one gal reached out to me and said that she binged us while she was sick and we were like we just got binged. We were so excited. So there is, uh, it brings joy to our hearts. And uh, if you let us know what you like to hear, what you want to talk about, any guests that you want to hear us speak with, um, we are so open to it this season. And if you have any ideas outside of what we talked about, what we want to talk about, definitely let us know. And uh you can do this uh, meditation. I think if you are moving around your house and you're working and you're doing housework, I know for myself, when I do housework, it's like, boom, I drop into my subconscious and uh, all of a sudden my intuition is, is at a heightened state. So don't think that you need to sit still for this. Don't think that you need to create space where there is none. Just allow the space inside your heart. And that's all I'll ask is just to make space inside your heart for whatever to come through to come through. And as you're moving along, or maybe you have chosen to find stillness, 
acknowledge what's happening inside of your body while you're here for these next few minutes, just recognizing these are my hands, these are my feet, this is my jaw, this is my tongue. We are um, containers of contents. And we often forget that this container and these contents are separate. The contents that we're that we're um, housing right now are different than what we housed five years ago. They're different than what we housed five months ago. The contents come and go, but the container, our body, our essence remains the same. So whatever you're struggling with right now, if there is a struggle, if there is a challenge that you're moving through, come back to your body and know that your body knows how to process this, knows how to allow it to be, to make space for it, and then to eventually to let it go. When we deny our bodies this opportunity to be the tool that they are, it ends up storing it in a way that can become uh, low energy. It can become like me with a sore neck. <laughs> there is uh, The body is going to always work to do its best and in, in helping us heal and helping us be. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, deepen your breath, take it into your belly. Most of us breathe into the chest. Most of us are uh, in a constant state of a, a low-grade fight or flight. By deepening your breath, you are communicating to your nervous system that I am safe, that it is time to rest, that it is safe to heal. When you find those deeper breaths, start to notice how your body begins to feel around those breaths, how your container expands and contracts in order to support this breath of life that's rolling through you. And each breath that comes into you is also symbolic in itself of the autumn equinox. It is represented by the inhale and the exhale is that this is life and then this is death. And then here is life again. And you are yourself in that whole uh, cycle, that cycle of nature, by being born, by breathing your first breath, and then by taking your last breath and going back to the earth and returning again. That you are transcendent beyond this body, just as the trees and the leaves and the flowers and the plants are, you will be returned to the earth. That there is a devouring of each season that happens and the earth consumes it all. And that there is no separateness, no matter how separate you feel, whether that's happening inside yourself, not knowing who you are in this moment, maybe wishing that you had done something different or wishing that you had been something different or lived somewhere different, that all of these separations are an internal event, an internal experience. And when you really drop into your breath, when you really arrive to this moment, that everything that has happened in this life then has a purpose and a meaning and a heart expansion. Where we begin this life with the, the most pure heart, the most expanded heart, these lessons and experiences that we've gained throughout the course of our life tend to contract our heart. And where our heart contracts, there is a wound space left. And when we come back to our breath and we come back to that this is Everything in this moment is perfect and everything that is happening to me is happening for me. We let the heart expand into that place. And so for this next five to 10 breaths, just really settle into 
Where is your heart leading you? And how is it happening for your highest good? What is happening in this moment to support you? What is happening in this moment that is perfect? What is happening in this moment that is right? And not moving away from anything that you feel shouldn't be happening, not accepting anything that is, just simply being with what is perfect right now. As you continue to breathe, consider where you might have room to hold a greater compassion for yourself. Consider where you might be almost harboring resentment or withholding forgiveness for yourself. Considering what you consider what you might be carrying that was handed to you by somebody else and not something that you maybe chose for yourself. But take ownership and take your power back knowing that you have the choice to unburden yourself. As you breathe, draw attention to the soles of your feet, to the part of your body that is most connected to a surface where you can feel your contact with gravity. And make an intentional effort to root yourself into the earth, knowing that you have every right to be here in the experience that you're having, knowing that it is exactly perfect for you at this moment, that there is no need to correct yourself or your experience, that you have not done anything wrong or bad, that you are simply a human being having an experience, making perfect mistakes, learning perfect things, And it's not to invalidate your feelings around hardship or difficulty, but to appreciate that you have power in your role as the person you are, that you have purpose, that you have meaning, that you are important, that you are valuable, that you are loved, that you are worthy. And fill your body with air, expand your lungs, expand your stomach, soften your shoulders, your jaw, across your brows. Take a big puff and sigh if it calls to you. And give yourself permission to release what's not yours anymore. All right, well, we will uh, leave it at that. 
I think, for today. Thank you for joining us on our inaugural episode of our fourth season, which is crazy. Um, We're four years old. We're four years old. (laughs) Do you have any parting uh, thoughts or... Um, just thank you thank you all um who listen thank you all who interact and yeah just an immense amount of gratitude to all of you for continuing to listen and even in the evolution of us turning into a duo from a trio thank you thank you thank you oh wonderful good good words uh we and i'll just uh Mary with the Mel already said, we do love to hear from you. So thank you for reaching out. Thank you for giving us content ideas, for asking questions, for having conversations with us to expand on things. Um, we, we do love to have those conversations. So please do reach out with any ideas or questions or comments or anything. Uh, spiritual bod- boss, better that, let me try that again. <laughs> spiritual boss podcast at gmail.com or you can reach us individually on our instagrams or we are at the spiritual boss podcast on instagram have a wonderful day be safe make good choices peace in peace out